0: It's real talk about everything for the home. Let's get ready. For homeowners, it's a conversation that includes news, tips, do-it-yourself advice, and a behind-the-scenes look into the trades. I think this is great. Yes.
1: Yes, it is. From LCS
0: Heating and Cooling, this is Talking Trades. Real Talk with Renee Lucas.
1: Hi, and welcome to Talking Trades. I'm your host, Renee Lucas, from LCS Heating and Cooling, here for real talk about the trades in your home. Thank you so much for joining me on our very first episode. I have my husband and co-owner Travis Lucas here with me today. Hi Travis.
0: Hey everybody.
1: So as we all know, 2020 has been a doozy. And for one reason or another, a lot of us are tightening up on our finances. So today we're gonna be talking about five minor, inexpensive things that you can do around your home now that can save you major money later. At LCS Heating and Cooling, we are all about lasting comfort solutions. So whatever your heating and cooling need may be, maintenance, repair, installation, we are here for you. But it's so much more than just that equipment. We really want you to be comfortable in your own home. So when thinking about humidity, dehumidification, duct cleaning, air quality, think of us here at LCS Heating and Cooling. You can find us online at lcsheatingandcooling.com. Okay, so a couple of these things are hard lessons that we've actually learned ourselves as homeowners, and a few are hard lessons that we've seen other homeowners go through. So we're gonna start one one of our five little tips here, cleaning the gutters. So Travis, how simple is cleaning the gutters out?
0: It's simple, but at the same time, a major headache.
1: I know, because it's a pain to drag the ladder out, clean all the leaves out, it's messy, you get wet. How many times have you cleaned our gutters in a lightning storm?
0: (laughs) Uh, Yes, pouring down rain on an an aluminum ladder, not safe, but I had to do it because the basement will flood.
1: Okay, so here we're talking about something that's very inexpensive, cleaning the gutters out, right? But how much will that cost if it backs up into your house? The water?
0: Uh Oh, thousands. thousands of dollars and and actually lost time at work uh, because you have a contractor over there fixing that damage.
1: So this is one of the hard lessons that we have learned. So our house, um, actually we have, what's the roof called? Mansard. Okay. So with our mansard roof, the leaves, I mean, just like in any gutter, they do get all piled up in there. We don't get them cleaned out. And then we notice that we have water coming in in our finished basement. And so there's still drywall spots that need fixed.
0: Yes. Uh, because the roof line is so steep, the water is coming down at a pretty fast rate. And if the gutters are backed up, they pour over, they work down through the ground, into the foundation, and alakazam, we have damage.
1: Okay. So if you want a little bit more of an investment than your time in a ladder, you can always look at gutter guards, which is a great investment for your home. But if that's not something on your radar right now, just make a note to get your gutters cleaned out regularly. So while we're talking about water, Travis, let's talk about leak detectors in the home. What are they?
0: Uh, they're actually uh, pretty convenient devices now and fairly inexpensive uh, that can go down by any water source and that could be a sink, toilet, vanity, washer uh, in the basement by the sump pump. Water heater? Water heater. Uh, there, it's just a small device with a, uh, a line on it to a certain degree with a little sensor on the end and if that water gets on that sensor, it will give you an audible and also an email slash text to say, hey, we have water, fix me.
1: Water where it shouldn't be. Correct. Okay, so we, again, have learned this the hard way because we have had a sump pump that backed up or quit working or whatever happened to it. And again, our finished basement flooded. Um, We also have a homeowner that went on vacation and their water softener popped a leak when they were gone and their basement flooded. They came home to several inches of water in their basement. Now, if they would have had a leak detector around that water softener, for example, they're out of town. How are, I mean, how does that matter then?
0: At that point, they would have called a relative, friend, somebody to get in that house to shut the main water off, to stop any more damage because you can catch it pretty quick because it's instant when it hits that sensor.
1: Okay. So it's like a drop of water hits it and you're going to get... Pretty much. Okay. Now, are there more advanced leak detectors?
0: Um, Yeah, there are. There's actually ones that go hand-in-hand with what we've been talking about, but it actually goes on the main water line that can shut off the main water to the house to at least stop that issue if it's coming from a water line. Not an outdoor source, but a water line in the house that can shut the water off. So, yes.
1: So, it's really... I mean, we're looking at spending... A little bit or investing a little bit more in these leak detectors. I mean, can somebody go online and buy a leak detector? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And if you're not comfortable doing that, you know, companies like ours can provide that service for you where we have those leak detectors or you can buy it online and do it yourself. So you basically just wrap a cord around water sources. Is that correct?
0: Yeah. And you can buy extensions to them too to make them longer.
1: Oh, perfect. Yeah. Now, can a water heater or a water softener just pop a leak?
0: Yeah, they, they will. They can and they will. Uh, it's not usually major. It's not like a the San Andreas fault line. <laughs> it's just a small crack, but that water will slowly do damage, especially if you don't know about it.
1: Okay, and and especially if you're out of town or something, you're talking about a whole week that that water is leaking out and you have no idea. Correct. Same thing with a washer. Um, I'm paranoid, I probably got this from my dad, but um, I never leave the house with the washer running because I'm always afraid that something's gonna happen and that, that drain line's gonna back up and then I'm gonna have water everywhere. Can't happen. Okay, so same thing, those leak detectors, a really small investment right now, but could save you major, major dollars down the road. Correct. Okay, so let's move on to the outdoors. Travis, you were actually telling me you were at a client's home not too long ago and you saw a squirrel run up into their soffit that was broken. Now, I have to admit, I always get confused as to what the soffit is. So just for my sake, what are soffits? The
0: soffit is what's below your roof line that sticks off your house and what technically the gutters are connected to.
1: Okay, so how do those just break? I don't understand how there's holes in them anyway.
0: Uh, well, let's go back to gutters. Water backing up, getting over into the fascia. Don't wanna go into some technical details, but that will eventually eat at the soffit, rot it out, and or woodpeckers woodpeckers love to eat Mm -hmm. at that stuff and then squirrels and raccoons if they've got a way to get in the house the soffit is one way so therefore there are multiple ways to get damage to the soffit
1: okay see our little critters want to be warm too in the winter (laughs) (laughs) so tell me a little bit about if somebody if if not somebody but if something like these little critters raccoons are always a Mm -hmm. big one if they get in and nest into your home i'm assuming it's going to be up in the attic that they're going to get into okay what kind of damage are we talking about
0: uh multiple things can actually happen uh first off you have electric electrical wires that can be chewed on now if it's chewed on bad enough they're probably going to electrocute themselves it's going to pop a breaker and they're probably going to die and it's going to smell
1: Ooh, okay Uh,
0: that's one thing uh they also will go to the bathroom up there aka poop up in the attic now you have insulation problems
1: Oh, yeah, because you have critter poop all throughout your attic insulation.
0: And then they chew on your ductwork if you have flex duct in the attic. So if they chew on that, do damage to that, they have the smells up there. That's going to carry through your house. Not to mention now your inefficiencies from your HVAC system are coming into play.
1: Mm -hmm. I have to say there's been many, many times when we'll get a call and somebody will say, it just smells really bad, like right here, and we'll find you know, unfortunately, dead critters that are basically rotting away in the ductwork or the attic. And so they have to get in somehow. Is there any way to prevent them from getting in?
0: I mean, if you keep up yearly on your house maintenance, they shouldn't get in. Uh, You shouldn't have holes that big that a creature can get into your attic. It just requires maintenance, yearly yearly checks.
1: So walk around your house. Walk around your house. Do you see any little holes? Do you see any places that are broken in your soffit. I don't know if that's technically the right way to say that, but
0: to a certain degree, that the soffit that I saw the uh, squirrel get into was wide open. He made his way right in there like it was a front door for him.
1: Oh, my gosh. Okay, so, I mean, are we talking like we could go get a couple of tubes of silicone or caulk and just caulk those right up?
0: The holes, yes. I mean, if it's if it's soffit damage to where it's larger than, you know, something you can put your fist through, that's going to require possibly a contractor. But if you want to do it on the cheap, get a piece of plywood, get a piece of aluminum, something to cover that hole just to stop them because it will stop the excess damage down the road. But the small holes, yes, caulk.
1: Okay. It's cheap. How much is caulk?
0: Two, three, four bucks a tube.
1: Okay. So, let's say you even had to get two tubes. So you're talking less than $10 and your time worth of maintenance to prevent some serious cash to a pest control company, and especially if those cute little raccoons, you know, have, have babies. babies? <laughs> you have yeah, the whole family up there. I'm not messing with raccoons. So, you've got no. your pest control company that's got to come out. Um, electrician, electrician. possibly.
0: Insulating company. Yep. HVAC company.
1: We're talking some major... Do- I mean, that could potentially be an insurance claim.
0: It could be, yes.
1: If you're talking like if something has really nested up there and has been living up there for a while and you didn't know it, for sure. On the insulation, we're not just talking about replacing pieces of insulation like you're probably pulling everything you're probably gonna out pull,
0: yeah you're pulling it all out because with raccoons and squirrels and mice birds are going to go up there and make a nice nest too we've seen it
1: oh i didn't even think about the birds yep. okay so this is just i mean this is just common maintenance to do at i mean would you recommend a couple times a year once a year
0: once a year is it's, once a year is plenty
1: okay perfect so this is the perfect time as we're going into winter all these little critters are looking for warm places to stay and so make sure that your home is not one of them All right, so let's talk about our favorite topic, your HVAC. So you hear all the time, change your filter, change your filter, change your filter. Is it really that important, Travis?
0: Yes, it's super important. You know this.
1: I know, I know this. Well, (laughs) so I have a funny story. It seems like we just change our filter and then weeks months go by and we don't realize it and something's not working right and then we'll have a client call in and we'll say hey how long ago did you change your filter and they'll say oh i just changed it a couple weeks ago and then we'll get out to the house and the date on it is from like 10 months ago so we had um A plumbing issue at our shop, actually, and somebody was coming out to do an inspection on it. And I told Gretchen in our office, I said, we just had this done. I'm not paying for this again. We just had it done. And she looked in our records and she was like, Renee, it was 10 months ago. She was like, this is just like filter changes. Like you think you just had it done. And I promise you, you didn't do it. Yes. So tell me a little bit about why filter changes are so important.
0: Okay. So if you... If you neglect the filter, which everyone does, everyone's guilty of it, um, what happens is it actually makes the system run harder, hence higher gas bills, hence higher electric bills. Also, it puts strain on the system, especially in the heating side of things. There are safety devices to keep it from getting too hot. Well, what you do is you strain those safety devices because you have a dirty filter as after you change the filter you may have already done damage and now you're going to be replacing parts and when i say you you're not doing it an hvac company's coming out to do it because they have to be licensed so as simple as a filter change will keep you from having to spend any excess money
1: okay so travis you gave me something that he told me a long time ago and this has always stuck with me but he was like not changing your filter. I like to run. So I'll go out and run or whatever. He was like, let me put a piece of duct tape over your mouth and nose and go out and do your run. And he was like, let me know how well you function because that's what it's like when your furnace is running with a dirty filter. It's like having a piece of duct tape right over the mouth of your furnace.
0: Yeah, that's true. You're not gonna like it. You're not gonna last long. You're probably gonna hate life at that point. Your furnace hates its life at that point. So all you have to do is check that filter.
1: Okay, so when we're talking about major investments for your home, HVAC hands down is one of them. I mean, your roof is one, your windows are, are one. HVAC is a huge investment. And as technology continues to get better and better and everybody wants, you know, Wi-Fi and Bluetooth and everything else, it gets more and more expensive. And so if you invest $10,000 into a new HVAC system, it's a no brainer to make sure you get on some sort of filter schedule. Put it on your calendar, put it on, you know, put it on your spouse's calendar, do something to make sure that you're not missing that simple change. How much is a one inch filter?
0: Uh, I mean, four to $5 up to maybe $20 for a very nice one
1: okay so to get filters for your home you can go to a home improvement store you can go to meyer if you want to you can have your hvac company do it for you there's online delivery services there are so many options to make sure that you have filters at your home just do it. Make a plan for it, get it on your calendar, and get those filters changed.
0: And buy more than just one when you're at the, the at, not the sly house, when you're at Lowe's or Home Depot Menards, buy more than one.
1: Yes, yes, because let me tell you what, that 30 days goes by really fast, yes. and all of a sudden you've forgotten about it, and then it's four months later, and your system's not working right. You don't want to pay that service call and potential repairs because you forgot that $10 filter. Correct. All right, so number five that we have here, this is a big one and this is where like things get real. So changing the batteries or testing or replacing carbon monoxide and smoke detectors, um, as we're going into winter, we're especially looking at those carbon monoxide detectors. Um, I don't know about you, but even if our remote control stops working, I don't care enough to even change it, the batteries day of. Like sometimes it takes me a week to change the batteries in our remote control. So the carbon monoxide detectors, mm, out of sight, kind of out of mind, right? Why is this so important?
0: Uh, The problem with carbon monoxide is you don't see it coming. Um, So like the remote on the TV, you may want to just get up every time before you go to bed and hit the button on the side of the TV because you're too lazy to go look for two double A's in the drawer that's got everything under the sun in it in your kitchen. Yes. Carbon monoxide detectors are the complete opposite. It's something that you have to take serious. Um, they, they a- the average life is five years on them, the actual device itself. Uh, some batteries are for the life of it. Some batteries are replaceable. But you literally want to change it. Once a year, even, I, I don't care if the batteries are good, you change them once a year, you test them twice a year. Okay. It's that simple.
1: So keep in mind that carbon, carbon monoxide detectors really need to be on every level of your home. So a lot of people think, oh, it just needs to be down by my gas furnace. But remember, you might have a gas water heater, you might have a gas stove. And if you do have one down by your furnace, say it's in the basement, and in the middle of the night it goes off and your bedroom is on the second level of your home, are you really gonna hear that? Probably not, I'm a deep sleeper. Okay, Travis might hear it because he doesn't sleep very well, but I can guarantee you I am not waking up to a carbon monoxide detector that's down in the basement. And so it really is important to have them on every level of your home. Now, when we relate that back to finances, you know, a carbon monoxide detector is probably gonna run you Forty to a hundred bucks, yeah. depending on what you get, what type you get, all that good stuff. When we're talking about the effects of not having one and what that means on your finances, I mean, worst case scenario of carbon monoxide poisoning. The,
0: the worst case is death. I yeah. mean, there's there's no hiding that. It, the worst case is death.
1: Yes. Yeah. So being real, somebody's gonna have a funeral to pay for. Yeah. Okay. Um, if we're if we're a little less than worst case scenario, we're talking. You could get really sick. I mean, you could miss work. You could have to go to the doctor. You can get really, really sick from carbon monoxide.
0: All because of batteries.
1: Because we didn't change the batteries. Yeah. Yeah. So stop being lazy and do (laughs) some of these things around your home, right? Because in the end, it's gonna save you a lot of money. I do wanna tell a quick story real quick. One of our technicians a few weeks ago was saying that he just felt exhausted. He was like, I feel like I've just had a couple of really long work days, I'm really tired. Um, Gretchen in our office. I'm going to go back to Gretchen again. She sent me a message and she was like, man, he just he looks tired, you know. So we checked in with him. He's like, oh, I'm doing okay." About a week later, he started to realize that he was feeling bad when he was at home. So at this point, he's starting to develop headaches. Um, His eyes are a little red rimmed. I mean, it's noticeable, but he was completely attributing that to, you know, just having a couple of long work days, not sleeping well, that sort of thing. Turns out he had carbon monoxide in his home. He took his tester in because he was realizing it, that he felt bad when he was at his home. So we're talking about an expert that works with gas and electricity and you know, knows all kinds of things about carbon monoxide. He's an expert with it and he didn't recognize the symptoms right away because they're the same symptoms that you get from just having a long work week, or from having a cold, or, you know, just when you're feeling just a little under the weather, that's what it feels like. That's what it feels like. It's nothing unique, it's nothing major, it's nothing that makes you necessarily miss work right away. But I guess, Travis, talk a little bit about carbon monoxide poisoning. Like, does it build in your bloodstream? Does it, is it just kind of a one and done sort of thing?
0: If the, I guess if if the amount of carbon monoxide in the house is great enough you'll know it fairly quick Uh, when i say know it you're you're going to be sleepy you may have a headache if it's low if the parts per million what they gauge it by if that's low in the house it slowly eats at you and gets in your bloodstream and then slowly builds up and it then it kind of gets to the point where you have too much in your bloodstream and now we've got a major issue so it's hard to detect Without a carbon monoxide detector that I've got carbon monoxide in my house.
1: Okay, so on our technician, he had a carbon monoxide detector, and it never went off. Turns out it was old. Yep. And so that's one of those things you think, oh, it's working fine. But sometimes, I don't know, are there ways to test them?
0: I, I, that's a good question. I believe they have a push button test but for the record if it's over five years old it you need a new one
1: okay so just toss it and just toss plan it. on getting a new one yes work that into your budget hundred dollars every five years
0: and i'm not sure i would wait five years
1: i mean honestly every few years yeah it's such a minimal cost and we're talking about your life I mean, not to sound dramatic or anything like that, but it truly is your life. Is your life worth that time to change those batteries? Is your kid's life, is your spouse's life worth that time? You know, not to be dramatic again, but you really have to think about it that way. It's really, really important. Alrighty, so I will say this. It's super fun, it's fulfilling to be a homeowner, but it's also so much work. And I can tell you, I mean, straight up, you get home from a long day, the last thing we wanna do is change our own furnace filter or replace those batteries or, you know, install that leak detector that we ordered online six months ago and is still sitting in the box down in the basement, right? Yeah. But these are little things that just remember, they can save you a ton of money in the future. So get going on these five minor things right now, okay? Clean your gutters, get that leak detector, fill those holes with caulk, change your furnace filter, replace your batteries, or get a carbon monoxide detector for every every single level of your house. So if you do these things, I can promise you, it's gonna save you a lot of potential heartache and headache in the future. Absolutely. At LCS Heating and Cooling, we are all about lasting comfort solutions. If it's time to upgrade your system, ask us about rebates, special financing, and our free safety package with qualified systems. You can find us at lcsheatingandcooling.com. From LCS Heating and Cooling, I'm Renee Lucas. Thanks for joining me on Talk and Trades. Be sure to follow and subscribe to this podcast for my weekly tips, advice, and real talk about your home experience. You can also find us at lcsheatingandcooling.com or on Facebook. Have an awesome day. From LCS Heating and Cooling in Indianapolis, Indiana. This
0: is Talk and Trades.
1: Real talk with Renee
0: Lucas. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast now and discover even more great podcasts at allindianapodcastnetwork.com.